Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Surprise! <laughs> it is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, right. So, it, when you listen to the main episode, it's going to be me and Ollie. But when we finished recording it, Ollie had to go because he's got a training session mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. So, he was like, can you just do it with Laurie instead? And I was like, I mean, I can do. Yeah, it's fine. So what you guys have been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, man. I was feeling like pretty great today anyway. Really killer mood. Feeling really good. And I was thought to myself, oh, man, and I'm going to have... I haven't really got anything in the house for lunch because my wife's not been ill like this week. So mm-hmm. we haven't been able to go down and do our weekly shop. But I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go to the coffee shop. And I'm going to get myself a... Um, Beetroot falafel uh, wrap, which is Goodness delightful. Me. They are delicious. I'm gonna have that, and I've got uh, a little packet of uh, chickpeas and edamame beans and oh, cashew oh, nuts oh, covered oh, in black oh. pepper. And I'm like, well, that'll be my little like snacky track. And then I've got some oranges in the drawer. Super, super healthy lunch. Right, yeah. I feel really great about this. As I was walking past, I said to Ollie, "Can you get me some chips from the van?" <laughs> and now I feel gross. And now you've had chips from the van. And now I've had chips from the van. You shouldn't get chips from a van. That's no. not where chips are made. Absolutely not. I got chips from a van covered in burger sauce and salt and pepper, and I feel bloated. Disagreeable. Yeah, it <laughs> a little bit. Particularly because um, I, and this is one thing that really irks my wife, I think, I am the sort of person that I just can't leave food on a plate. Right, you have to finish it. Yeah, even if yeah. you're full and you don't really want to eat anymore, yeah. It's it's tasty. Even if it starts some sort of weird internal conflict battle. Yeah. But I had this the other night where I'd made too much mashed potato. And I <laughs> yeah. couldn't bear to leave the mashed potato. And Boris wasn't around. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to have to eat this. And every mouthful, I could feel Wrong. mashed potato slowly forming into a mashed brick in my stomach. <laughs> so, yeah. so I... I used to say I haven't gone to the toilet for about a week. <laughs> so... So that's that. that. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I was eating these chips, and I was like, I do not need to eat any more of these <laughs> chips. But I looked at them, I was like, but there's so many left. Mm. I'm going to have some more of these. That's the thing, is like dirty van portions or like chip shop portions <sighs> yeah. are dis- disproportionate. 
to what to actual yeah, an to, actual human would eat. But also yeah. to the to the value of the like to the money that you give them. You go like, oh, it's one pound twenty for a large chips. It is enough chips to feed three people. five families. Yeah, yeah. I think. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like there's one village in Wales somewhere where everyone's just surviving off one portion of chips <laughs> they bought in the 1970s. They've just yeah. buried them underground. My local chippy is that way. We want we when we first moved in, we mm. got two large chips <clears> each, <throat> and it was too many chips it was an insane amount of chips so then we got okay we'll just get one large chips between us that was too many chips as well so now we get one regular chips and that is too many chips to have for two people we've just all grown beyond chips and there's no other alternative (laughs) there's no level down from regular no just (laughs) we'll let them pour the regular and just be like you keep some (laughs) and and stop. Look, do you need to do a seventh these... scoop of them? <laughs> I don't think you do. I'd stop there. If I know I you're you. just trying to get rid of them because you bought in bulk. But <laughs> my God. Because you buy a billion <laughs> yeah. chips a day. Think about my stomach and my blood fat content. <laughs> my heart enlarging. <laughs> <laughs> All the scoops yeah. that you're putting in. Um, I got an email in from Ryan, uh, which is a follow-up to an email he sent yesterday. So I'm going to save that email, Ryan. Um, because that is a well, it's not a question for Ollie, but it's um, a follow on from something. Honestly. A follow on of something. I think he was very interested because uh, Ryan said that him and his uh, girlfriend were sleeping on their parents' porch. What? That's what we said. Um, so there was an explanation as to what a porch is in a, in a Florida house. It's not a porch as you and I understand yeah. it. But what about gators? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I've also got to uh, bring up a, a point. So we got an email in from a, a chap named Bryn yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're starting this new segment on the show called The Barbershop Window, where people send in their hairdresser stories. Okay. it's a, it, We're a cool podcast, you see. Yes. So cool. I have no hairdresser stories. Um, uh, I, remark- I haven't been to get a haircut for five years. I remarkably still have some, <laughs> uh, despite the fact that I've got less hair than you have. Mm. Um but uh, so, uh, Bryn's email that he sent in was essentially making fun of my hair from 13 years ago. Ouch. The, yeah, and, and so I, it put me in a bit of a bad mood because this guy was making fun of my hair from 13 years ago. And I let that get to me. Oh. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. I think you're me... too soft-skinned to be on the internet. Like, well, yeah, you and me both, mate. <laughs> but uh, I, I thank you. To, a few people emailed in to, to say that... Um, uh, I think your hair looks great. I think, you know, F that guy, this and the other. That's not the point I was making. The point yeah. was more it was a joke on F me. F that guy. It was more of a joke on me for letting that story. No, <laughs> that but F that guy. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you very much for all of the emails on that subject. Um, we are going to dive into the podcast now. Uh, and we... Oh, actually, no, I'm going to do this email quickly. So uh, it, we've been trying to figure out a new nickname for Andy Datsun's fans. Right. Uh, sorry, there was a plural there. Andy Datsun fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. and what they should be called. So we've been asking people to email in their suggestions. Mm. So people are sending in, like, Fandies. The fan, but, Fandies is good. Yeah. Um, I think my wife suggested an Andience, as in an audience. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple of it's now. But I thought this one might appeal to you, and you'll see why in a second. The sons of Dat. Sons of Dat, yeah. 
This one comes in from Justin. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and maybe Andy, because this email is kind of about him, but only by proxy. Anyway, I had the idea you could call Andy's fans. Since I know Luke is a big Transformers fan like myself, I think we could call them the Destrons, since that is the Japanese name for the Decepticons. Mm. I've also been thinking about sending in the name Datsuns, S-U-N-S, because that is the type of car that was used for Prowl, uh, Prowl Blue Streak smokescreen toys, but that is probably too obscure slash hard to get across the sun uh, in an audible format. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, I enjoy all of the consistent content that you guys put out, and keep an eye on Laurie. I don't think he's as trusting as you guys think he is. What? Thank you, Justin Campbell. What? Um, and in your PS about your crap, I gimmick. don't trust this guy who's got all this knowledge about Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> the baddies. Yeah. <laughs> Suspicious that you didn't. Me- you barely mentioned any Autobots there. <laughs> yeah. Apart from you know Prowl. Yeah, that's my dream. All the Decepticons were mostly planes. There was um. Do you ever listen to riff tracks? There was the guys who used to do mystery science theatre. When they left that show, mm-hmm. they started doing an online version of it only, where they would essentially load MP3s, and you would buy them, and then you would just watch them along with a movie. Right. So it meant that they didn't have to buy the rights to any movies because they're essentially like you buy the DVD or the Blu-ray, sure. and then you just listen to us talk over the top, riff over it while we're doing it. And they did a, a track for the Michael Bay Transformers movie. Uh-huh. And um, they were talking about the name The Decepticons. And it was like, they were not called The Trustworthy Bots. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> if you were going to name yourself anything. Yeah. You want to know, are we the baddies? Yeah. Are, are we the baddies? Uh, and Justin, in answer to your question about your crap gimmick that you sent in, uh, you sent in September. Um, we haven't got that far. We're still mm. in August in those emails. So um, you'll get there. We'll get to yours eventually. Uh, but that's, let's dive into the main bulk of the podcast. It is SmackDown. It is myself and Ollie talking about it. And we're talking about how Kofi Kingston's been screwed and he's now been taken out of the main event of WWE Fast Lane Baby. Here's the show. <laughs> We're going to cover the sort of bookend segments of SmackDown from last night's episode, which began with the contract signing that was already announced, and Daniel Bryan's in the ring, he's looking really cool and cocky, he's leaning back, and then Kofi Kingston comes out, he's about to sign on the dotted line, when Vince McMahon's entrance music hits... Like, I guess his new gimmick is someone who changes his mind all the time, which I'm sure has no bearing on real life whatsoever. And Vince says, actually, uh, this guy is going to face Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, baby. It's Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Out comes Kevin Owens. Let's unpack this. <laughs> okay, Let's so you unpa- want to unpack that, this. That was, my, that was my brief recap, and now we can dive into, you know... The, the fact that Stephanie McMahon's a babyface. I uh, told you she turned babyface a couple of weeks ago. I said she had. That, that Shane McMahon is, is no longer in the tag division. It, and, no, and he it, is, though, because he's got a match at Fastlane. Yeah, but he just doesn't reference that at all. He's now an MC. What up? Enter town here. And uh, the last time we saw Vince McMahon and Kevin Owens in a ring, Kevin Owens was headbutting the chairman to the extent where blood came out of his face. Yeah. So, but... I enjoyed this episode because I've just I've just gone okay. Nothing matters. I'm just going to absorb this as moments. Yeah, but again, it it finally feels like we're on a road to WrestleMania. Not sure what road it is. I think we're taking a couple of the A roads. 
couple of the B roads before we get to the motorway, and then we're actually on the road to WrestleMania. It's a road, to continue your metaphor, where it's kind of one of those post-apocalyptic roads where there's lots of abandoned cars. Maybe there's a Mad Max gang running round with pink fluorescent mohawks, mm-hmm. and everything's going nutbags, but it's kind of cool. But nothing makes sense. Well, I was going to say it's more like when you plug into your sat-nav and the sat-nav thinks it's found a quicker route because distance-wise, it is a shorter route. But actually, when you go take that road, you get stuck in traffic and it actually takes you longer and you may as well have just stayed on the road you were, you were previously on. And you end up abandoning the car, going to a pub and getting smashed and you have quite a fun, ironic time because the, the pub's so lame. I don't know where we've gone with this. No, but, I don't think WWE do either. But what I will say, so last week, and I said this in the review, I was actually slightly disappointed that Kofi was named as the WWE Championship match for Fastlane. Baby. Because I thought, he's on such a wave of momentum, this is a WrestleMania-worthy match. And when you, you announce it's going to be Fastlane, my first thought was like, well, he's not getting the Mania match then. They're not going to do a Mania program. Kofi will be put into something else. Maybe a six-man tag somewhere else down the line. And that kind of sucks for Kofi. And then you see all the reports. WrestleVotes were saying that, yeah, it's going to be Brian versus uh, Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. That's been the plan since day dot. Don't be surprised if they change their minds. But it's, you know, at the moment, it's Brian versus uh, Owens. So then with this episode, when you have Vinnie Mac come out and say... Hey, Kofi, I'm now taking you out of this match, and Kevin Owens is replacing it. My first thought was, oh, cool, at least we're getting Brian versus Kofi at WrestleMania then. And if it's Brian v. Kofi at WrestleMania, there's more of a chance that Kofi could win the title, and they'll have that as a big WrestleMania moment, because I don't think they'd put the title on him at Fastlane. Baby. Baby. One month out from Mania. Yeah, I, I. so I... I was kind of into the Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan at, at Fastlane, because I don't think that negates a WrestleMania rematch between the two because we talked about a fantastic idea someone had on Reddit last week where you have Kofi putting the fate of the New Day on the line. You can still do that. To, to get the rematch at WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the... And, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally for... I think it's a good idea, a smart idea to insert Kevin Owens into this and say, actually, it's Owens versus Brian now and Kofi's been robbed and you keep telling that underdog story and you make the fans want... That match. That's that's solid booking. That's an old formula that's proven to work. Um, and I enjoyed this. I enjoyed how they played out, how this played out. But I, I still had this kind of feeling of WWE don't really know what they're doing, which stunk it all up a bit for me. Uh, I'm, the only reason I'm not being more critical is because SmackDown has a proven track record recently of making me like stuff. So they get a, a lot, a, a much more, a lot more rope from me. Yeah, but. At the end of the day, this is another example of a McMahon putting themselves in a story. We had three McMahons in this segment. Shane and Stephanie doing the MC. Why were they both out there? And Vince McMahon coming in uh, to to announce Owens. I don't like that side of things. Plus, I think if you take the McMahons out of it, I still would have carried on the Kofi momentum. I don't... Maybe they've got better plans to keep this Kofi momentum going. But I would have had... I would have kept Kofi Bryan using all the New Day straight veg society stuff. That the adding of Kevin Owens at this stage in the game feels like a bit of a Deus Ex Machina, which isn't a, you know a machine from the gods, a character that's entered last minute that doesn't feel right because it isn't set up properly. Yeah, 
I think my biggest issue I had with this segment, which I did enjoy, uh, I think in isolation, this was a very well done segment. The problem is we literally saw this segment just a couple of weeks ago yeah. with Vince taking Becky out of a ma- out of a match and putting Charlotte Flair in there instead, which also had two McMahons in that segment as well, two mm. other McMahons in that segment in Stephanie and Triple H. So this, I mean, the Control-C, Control-V joke is something that I've done on the SmackDown review for you know nearly two years now because I just think sometimes SmackDown can be like, well, let's just do the exact same match we did last week. But that's there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just something I do because I think it's a funny little jingle and people seem to like it. But this was the most Control-C, Control-V example you could provide. It was basically the exact same segment. And that's where I kind of... It's making it all about the McMahons. And in December, when they said it's a new era, yes, it is, and we're getting rid of authority figures, all we've seen is more authority figures and more people inserting themselves into situations because they're an authority figure. And in the case of SmackDown, inferior authority (laughs) figures. Paige was really good. We really liked Paige. She's got a movie out this week. Yeah, but we had that segment where Shane goes like, Paige has done a great job. She's not Baron Corbin. She's Mm. done a great job here. We're going to find a really good role for Paige, uh, which you'll, you'll hear about more soon. Everyone, everyone applaud her. Everyone sits there goes like, good job, Paige. You've done well. Where's she been? Yeah. Where's she been? What's she doing? Media tours. She was on the one show yeah, last night yeah. with Alan Partridge. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of Shane and Stephanie being out there for this segment. I don't get why this couldn't just be Daniel Bryan and Kofi and Daniel Bryan cutting the promo. Because neither of them were McMahons. Yeah. yeah. All right. I get it, Pritchard. <laughs> I know you're Pritchard in me. Um, but Stephanie did have a killer line, I thought. She is talking about Daniel Bryan, who is just terrifically sitting there, just so holier than that. He was awesome in this segment. He didn't sell a single thing, and it was wonderful. He, he sold, the only thing he sold was when Kevin Owens came out, there was a tiny smirk on his face. Yeah. That was the only facial expression change. Really good work from Bryan. And that's part partly why... SmackDown gets a, a lot more rope from us because the characters are so well-performed and so a, a lot more three-dimensional in, in general. Uh, but Stephanie had this great line. She looks... Which could have been Kofi's line, though. Like, there's no reason for Stephanie to be out there. To say, look, here's our WWE champion on a leather chair. That really felt like an improv line from Stephanie because she thought, I'm not emasculating anyone in this whole segment. I better do something about that, yeah. though. That's literally my character. So I guess that we're going with a power play storyline that Stephanie, Shane and Triple H are all baby faces and they want to do what's best for the people. They want to give the fans the matches that we all want to see. But Vinnie Mac is the curmudgeon heel who just wants to do things his way. So we get to literally see the backstage politics of WWE played out as a storyline with the... I guess the end goal of writing Vince McMahon out of WWE and then we can have the triumphant kids take over and we and we have yet another new era of WWE which is one of the most Vince McMahon storylines you could possibly do he like he there's such a track record of him using real life backstage dramas with his family and making those storylines in TV because exactly. I don't th- I, th- I, th- I genuinely think he's his separation of fiction and reality is is dangerously blurred. Uh, so I yeah I mean that that would be that's the impression they're giving off from the way Vince has been acting. I don't think this is a storyline. 
I just think they're just doing things to get the matches they want to happen, but don't know how to do it. And they know that the McMahons are draws and they need to kind of be on TV relatively consistently. So they just uh, yeah. bring Vince out to do this. I don't think the Vince stuff's ever going to pay off. Oh, man, I've, I've got to disagree here because I cannot imagine that you would have written the same segment twice over and not have that be on purpose. I want to agree with you. I, I just, I, mean, I, I had, don't think... Perhaps I'm being far too optimistic yeah, yeah. about this and I'm buying into this company far more than I'm, they deserve. But this has to be by design. There's no way you could have written this segment and gone like, well, that'll work. We will never pay it off, but hey, at least we got the uh, the the Brian Kofi match uh, delayed to WrestleMania. All right, well, I've, I've said it. I've said it. I'm, I'm putting that on the table. Anyway, they do a really good job of getting Kofi over. Oh, man, yeah. They were putting him over so, so hard in this segment. They showed a video package of his debut and some Royal Rumble spots and when he won the Intercontinental and United States titles and his stuff with the New Day. It really did, like... Over the last couple of weeks, I think we've all gone, yeah, Kofi is great. Yeah. And this this just helps continue reminding that because people do have to, that it needs to be reiterated. So you really start to buy into him even more. It did feel a bit, though, that video package was just like, he won the IC title in 2008 and he won the US title in 2008. Then he was part of New Day in 2015. And it's like, oh, where's the rest of this time gone? It's like Jesus. And you're like, okay, so he was born. And then he got followed. So what the, what was those bits in the middle? Shane did have my favorite line of the night, though, because it was quintessentially Shane. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I've when written he, it down, too. And he said, Kofi has been an overnight success for 11 years. <laughs> that wasn't what I had. They don't even see the irony in that statement. And I was like, come on, Shane. He's he's genuinely there saying that, believing, not not realising what he said. <laughs> uh, I've got down here, you know, he's talking about Royal Rumble spots and his debut and the title wins and New Day. And he just goes, and always with a smile on his face. <laughs> like, well, that, that actually fits Kofi's gimmick because he is very happy all the time. Power of positivity, but... Sounded so lame. Well, that's always been the story with Kofi backstage. And one of the reasons why he's almost had a job for life is because people just like him. Mm. Like he is he is someone who is literally happy to be there. Whether you're pushing him or not, he's just happy to be there. And that is who WWE really like. And he's he's genuine about it. If yeah. you watch their the New Day table for three episode, Xavier and Big E are just always making jokes. But Kofi will turn every joke into this inspirational talk. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you just got to believe in yourself. I'm like, what a lovely guy. What a nice guy. Uh, so this carries on. The New Day come out eventually, <clears throat> just after Brian signed the contract. Uh, and Kofi cuts a really good promo as well, I thought. Really fiery. And it flashed me back to that feud with Randy Orton all, the, all those years ago, where he was doing this good promo work as well as being a really fun wrestler. And yeah. That that hasn't gone away. It's not it's not changed. And that's when Vince interrupts and says, Before you sign it. I don't know, couldn't he just signed it while while Vince spoke? Well, How does that work? I don't know, because in the, in the world of WWE, so Vince introduces who is going to replace Kofi Kingston, and it's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has returned. He's jumped brands from Raw to SmackDown because the brand split doesn't matter anymore. We'll see that again in a, in a short while. But Owens then walks down to the ring and signs his name on the piece of paper. So that document says it's Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston, and it's signed by Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. 
I'm not sure legally that's binding. Yeah, like what was that must have been the most template of template <laughs> documents for literally anyone to walk in. What if they just a champion versus challenger? Yeah. What if I jump the barricade and I sign my name on there? Yeah. Well, then you're stretching into that thing of like anyone who takes their belt to an event should have to defend it. <laughs> like anyone in yeah. the crowd. Uh, so this that it was whatever this this. It's it's a thing they've done. I don't hate it in the moment. I'm worried I'm gonna think it's stupid down the line. Like this this the whole McMahon involvement wasn't needed. Uh, I'm also worried that the momentum for Kofi isn't gonna be as strong. And if they focused on the New Day and Kofi side of things and introducing the Owens character. But it's at the same time, this is WrestleMania season. Like you need all the people out there you can get. So, you know, Batista last night, Matt Hardy and Kevin Owens here. Uh, I Yeah, I, I, I'll i see where it goes. Can I make a prediction? Mm-hmm. Night after Fastlane, we're going to have this segment again where Vince McMahon takes Seth Rollins out of the Universal Championship picture uh, and puts Drew McIntyre into it. Interesting. I And when they do... When? If they do that... That then has to be like we are doing this as a storyline to play into the final build towards WrestleMania. That or they they forgot that they've done it twice already. <laughs> so interesting with Kevin Owens. I thought he was a really interesting character in this because these past few weeks where he's been doing these promos like on his cell phone, he's been a family guy. Not yeah. like a not like a terrible comedy show. He's been a uh, family guy. He's been hanging out with his kids. He's been going bowling, going to the cinema, not being able to get popcorn. You know. Stand, it's, it's like good stuff but here when he came out with Vince instantly I was like oh okay so he's a heel then because he's been handpicked by mm. Vince but then when you actually get into the main events which ended up being Brian, uh, Brian and Rowan versus Kofi and Owens Owens was a baby face he was a fiery baby face in there to the point where he won the match with the, the most baby face move you possibly could do the stone cold stunner and then afterwards seemed like he was saying to Kofi, hey, when I win, you're next in line. Like, yeah. I'm going to give you the title shot next. Yeah, and it was Owens who got that tag match booked in the first place. So you have Vince make the announcement. Owens comes out, signs in Kofi's place. New Day react to that terrifically. Like, Xavier oh, and Big E did great. all the selling yeah. while Kofi just walked back stony-faced. And he was like, "You can't! every time this happens, this is crazy. Uh, but then there's a segment after that in Gorilla where Owens is talking to Shane and Stephanie. And he's like, he's playing up the humble shtick, saying, hey, you know, I, I, I feel bad about that. Let's, let's make it me and Kofi versus Brian and Rowan later on. And I was thinking, I don't trust you, Kevin Owens. You've been a heel forever. Yeah. And I, like, this is classic Kevin Owens mind games. That's right, yeah. So I don't know if he... I don't know if he is a babyface. Oh, I think that makes it quite intriguing for him then as a bit of a character journey that we could take. So, I mean, Fastlane's baby is next Sunday, so mm. we've got to do quite a bit of storytelling here to get to that point. But whether that can then build into WrestleMania as well, of whether we're finding out, is he a babyface? Is the, we're getting the, the Kevin Owens that we saw in those cell phone videos, or are we getting the Kevin Owens of old that used to work for Stephanie McMahon, essentially. Uh, and Triple H's hand-picked guy. Exactly, and and things like that. So I, it, I think it'll be very interesting to see where we go from here. My concern is, on, along with the many others, is that Kevin Owens, they obviously had a plan for him, a story for him. He was going to get a WrestleMania title match against Daniel Bryan. 
And then this Kofi thing happened. And in trying to manage and be fair to both of those situations, they've hedged their bets in quite an uninspiring way, where they're just going to do the Kevin Owens story now in a week. Like, return, then you get the title match. I don't know how that's going to play out. Maybe, apparently, Sami Zayn's cleared. Like, he could get involved. Uh, but I don't really want to see Sami versus Kevin again. Or, like, a four-way yeah, or it them. becomes a, a four-way show, or that, or it sets up a three-way feud for WrestleMania. Uh, I just don't know where they're going with it, and I'm not, I'm not hopeful. I also think like the money, surely, and we said this with the Ronda thing. The money's not in Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. It's in Ronda versus Becky. So surely with Kofi, it, the money's not in a triple threat for the title. So this guy who has no connection to that story, it, and it's not in a in a tri- in a fatal four way either. The, yeah. It's it's Kofi getting his one on one championship match. Another nice blunder by Shane, where he said this will be Kofi's first ever shot at the WWE Championship. Like, his first ever single shot, I think you mean, Shane. So, like, that's the story you're telling, right? It's his first ever singles shot at the WWE title. And you have that moment at WrestleMania where he finally, where he wins the big one. An 11-year journey that's been dropped and started and started and stopped. And now here it is, and he's won the title on the grandest stage, at the second grandest stage of them all. After Fastlane, After Fastlane, baby. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But this paid off in the main event with Kofi coming out looking really dejected. I loved Kofi's yeah, selling of this. And like New the Day, like they weren't New Day. No. They weren't New Day. They were just three friends who'd just been screwed out of a title opportunity. Yeah, and almost like just to follow up that insult, it's Kofi and Brian who start off the match. And Brian looks at him. Again, this really stone-faced look that he's had just from this week, really. And he goes over to Rowan and just tags out. Yeah. Not in a scared way. But in a, you're not even worth my effort. I'm not even facing you for the title anymore. Oh, it was brilliant. It's really great, subtle work there. And the, all the problems aside, like the, the, the minor nitpick problems, really, more than McMahon's are a big one, uh, with what they're doing with this feud, because I'm I'm, I am going to see how it plays out before I make full judgment, is uh, how fun this main event was. Hmm. I just thought this was a classic TV match that I'm into all the characters, I'm intrigued about the story, and it was a decent... It wasn't, like, any crazy spots or, or, you know, match of the year candidate, but it was just a a solid TV episode. And no one loves a solid TV match more than this guy. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was a really solid uh, main event. And it was just... It was so fascinating after thinking that Owens might be a heel for him then to work as a babyface and work with Kofi to mm. work over Brian and Rowan. I was like, oh, okay. And the more they did this, the more I got into it. And then at the at the end, when Owens hit the Stone Cold Stunner to get the win, which looks like that's his new finish now. Yeah. And like they're saying, as a tribute to his favorite wrestler of all time, the all-time great Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'm like, if you're doing a stunner, mate, you are a babyface. Because yeah. you can't do that move as a heel. Yeah, I mean, can you think of... Anyone else, really, who's had that since Austin? The the springboard stunner. Yeah. (laughs) Undoubtedly the best version of the move, of course. Oh, well, of course. It pinned so many people. Yeah. Uh, And interestingly, earlier in the match, Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb, and Brian kicked out. Like a sit-out version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So this was, yeah, this was good stuff. And uh, Owens won. He, He pinned Brian. Again. Which... I, I said last week, I love how they use Brian getting pinned because it feels like such a big deal. 
And then this week, I was like, now it doesn't. <laughs> You've got Rowan there. It's a tag match. This is the Tamina situation yeah. again from Raw. Why are you pinning Nia? I don't think Owen should have pinned Brian here. I get why they did it, but I d- you've got better options. Uh, I- well, SmackDown's whole thing at the moment, cause considering this happened with Asuka last week, mm. their booking philosophy is you if you pin a champion, then you're going to have more momentum going into your title match down yeah. the line. I've never been a fan of that. That's always how... That was the old joke of how you would predict uh, pay-per-view matches. It's by what baby faces won on the go-home show. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless it's against Triple H because Triple H never... Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Wins and losses don't matter. Apart, uh, apart from Triple H. Uh, but overall, I thought this storyline is intriguing. It's got some problems, but hopefully they'll be ironed out by the superior SmackDown creative team. In, in due course. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say thank you, the Kentucky Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Austin Tussie. Oh, yes. Yay. He's from Kentucky. Jackknife, John Inahauzo. Inahauzo? Yeah. Krampus, Kendall Eret Ellis. Oh, nearly there, yeah. Pampering, Sam Pemberton. Oh, yes. From form together like Lucas Volkman. Is this a Ghostbusters It's a Voltron thing. Okay. Form together like Voltron. yeah. Uh, Scott Howard the Duck. Woohoo! Yes. Best Marvel character. Uh, like a ninja, Shadow Nosquawak. Nosquawak. Oh, I don't I'd go with that, yeah. Nosquawak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Angry Arbol Safari. Oh, he's so angry. Yeah. Duncan. Just Duncan. <laughs> His name is Just, Just Duncan. Duncan. Calling back to one of my favorite gimmicks of the Attitude Era, <laughs> Joe Just Joe. Cliff Bridges over troubled waters. Like a, a cliff over troubled. You could have just called it Cliff over. Oh, yeah, I guess but his, name, but his name is Bridges. Bridges. Rob Steiner recliner. Oh, what Ooh. a painful yes. maneuver. Better than Bill, Dennis Hicks. I what? don't think that's Ooh. right because Bill Hicks is Bill a legend. Hicks is amazing. 
Dennis, it looks like a giant Johnson. <laughs> this is an Austin Powers <laughs> thing I that I only realised when I said I that. I watched that scene to make sure I got that bit right. It looks like a giant Johnson. That's such a good running visual gag. That they ran uh, into the ground in gold. The, the Titans... The Titans uh, football team when they've got that yep. spray painted on their exactly, stomachs. Exactly, yeah. That looks like someone's pecker. Yeah, uh, and take us home. Uh, oh, yeah, and lastly, big, sexy Jimmy Genslinger. Whoa, Whoa yes! yes. After that opening segment with uh, the Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens contract signing, we got Cesaro versus Johnny Gargano. With Tommaso Ciampa and Sheamus in their corners. Yeah. A match that was advertised hours before this show went on the air. Because so I, I, I went through WWE's Twitter feed to try and find some images and stuff and try and find where they made that announcement over the weekends. And in, my, in doing so, I found an announcement for that hours before the show went on air. And this is, again, those sorts of things where people go like, oh, whenever journalists say that plans change it's such a lazy way to say that they just made it up or they got it wrong it's like this is literal evidence that plans change on the fly all the time so this is really peculiar because who came out instead uh, so the bar came out it wasn't a singles match the hardy boys both matt and jeff with Matt not being around for nine months. And Last time we saw him, he was on Raw. And not being woken Matt Hardy here. Mm. He was just Matt Hardy again. It was the Matt Hardy that we saw when they first came back to WWE a few a couple of years ago, when he was this sort of like odd mixture of like, well, I'm I'm team extreme Matt Hardy because we're not doing the broken gimmick, but I'm also going to do all of my broken Matt Hardy spots. And delete. And delete. Yeah. So he's back to doing that again. And as I joked in the review. Nostalgia acts have not panned out in the past in WWE. Look at the Dudley boys when they came back. Look how quickly we all fell out of love with the Hardy boys after they came back after WrestleMania. And it was only like Matt felt like he was getting interesting in when he was doing the Woken stuff, but they just hated doing it. Mm -hmm. And then they just dropped it. Well, it's Vince McMahon being WrestleMania season. Uh, Everyone back in the gimmicks that I like, (laughs) which is Matt Hardy here, I guess. This is a really interesting situation. I don't know how much this plays into it, but last week, Matt Hardy tweeted, "Um, I've always been comfortable wrestling outside WWE, which was a weird thing to say. And then someone called him, like, tweeted back, oh, take this as a veiled threat, WWE. And Matt replied to him going, no veiled threat, just got 11 days left on my contract. So you're like, okay. And then that comes out that that's true. Their two-year deals were very soon going to be expiring. And you're thinking the Hardy Boys, their feud with the Young Bucks back in the day, they had that excellent Ring of Honor, was it a ladder war? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a great match. And, you know, you would... Matt, creative freedom, broken universe. I don't know how that plays into the sports aesthetic of AEW, but... Dick Druids, I'm sure they could carve out a little bit of their promotion for him. Like that's it's such a natural fit, I th- I think for the Hardys to go to AEW. And then they they turn up here and PW Insider reporting that the they signed two year deals, but there was option for that to roll over into a third year, mm. and WWE decided to do that. I don't know if that happened an hour before this show. And that's why they came out, and that's why they dropped the Gargano match. It's in the. It was in Carolina, one yeah. of the Carolinas, and that's where the Hardy Boys are from. 
So that makes sense. But, but you, you know, but it's just weird that the Gargano-Cesaro match was promoted and that being dropped is quite significant because that means there was no Champeron or Gargano apart from those backstage cameos on Raw for this whole week. Yeah. And that's really damaging in their second week when you... you the idea is, an idea I disagree with, but at least be consistent with it, is to get these guys on TV with wins and push them hard and get them over with fans. And now, one week after debuting, they're not here. Yeah. Granted, I'm not massively disappointed because I would just rather they try and finish this Gargano storyline because I, oh, yeah. I, I was really not looking forward to this week of having to this, this dreading feeling in my stomach of just ignoring this continuity on Raw and SmackDown and the Champer and Gargano are just fine with each other. And then you watch NXT where they hate each other in this blood feud and they're going in such an interesting direction with that storyline going by the NXT spoilers. And before anyone says that's because of Raw and SmackDown, it's really not. You could see that was the direction they were going to be doing anyway. That's why they announced the Dusty Classic. So, and they were doing such an interesting... So to ruin that then with Raw and SmackDown nonsense really did fill, with me, dread, fill me with dread. So, not the most disappointed that they weren't on TV, but to your point... If this whole idea was to get them on TV and get them in over with the fans, not having them on TV is isn't a isn't a brilliant way to accomplish that. Mm. So we got the Hardys returning here, and they got a. I I didn't think they got a crazy reaction considering it's home stage. Yeah, stuff. but and it's Matt's return, and, and he's and he's jumped brand. He's defected yeah, to yeah. SmackDown. Uh, but apparently it was really loud in the actual arena, so that just might have been a mic and issue. I just I, maybe I have. That WrestleMania 33 return is so vivid in my memory, and that's such an enormous pop. Yeah. That oh God, what a moment that was. Um, but yeah, it's that they just had a match which was fine. It was your very, very basic TV show match. Go to an ad break, do some usual stuff, mm. hot tag, go to the finish, let's get out and go home. Hardy's one. And what, another loss for the bar. Yeah, another loss for the bar and another tag team on SmackDown. And going by what they say later on, Black and Ricochet are now a tag team on the main roster because they they said, oh, they put the tag team on the tag team division on notice now. So I'm like, OK, so are, are they part of this division? DIY are the tag team. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to that. Well, I guess we'll get to that now. Uh, because next up was Ricochet, Alistair Black, and Lana backstage. Oh, this segment. And Ricochet and Black are watching uh, the, the Hardys victory just now. And Ricochet's like, oh, gee, Willippers, I can't <laughs> wait to fight the Hardys. They were my favorites when I was a kid. And Lana comes over looking, looking, sorry, just got distracted then with the memory of, <laughs> of Lana. And she comes in and she says... You know, you're going to have to face Nakamura and Rusev later. At least that was a match that was announced. At least they paid off on this yeah. one. Uh, but she said that, um, I don't get what the fuss is all about. Rick, you're so ordinary, Ricochet. And there's nothing special about you. And Black says like, uh, oh, what you just fear the unknown. Everything you need to know about me is written on my skin. And I'm like, ah, this is dreadful main roster writing. This is horrible stilted promo nonsense. It's that whole, it's the Pritchard story of when they when CM Punk came into WWE, they're like, I just, I don't get it. 
Why has he got so many tattoos? What? Why has he got? I don't understand that. We can't push him because I don't get why he's got tattoos. And it's the same with Black. Like, why has he got tattoos? His story, everything you need to know about him, is written on his skin. He's moody. He's oh, he's blah. Dark. He's dark. He walks the left. Oh, he walks on the left. You fear the unknown. And I'm like, this is everything everyone worries about main roster call-ups mm. of just a group of writers who don't get it. Yeah, so that was that was a thing that happened. And, and, and you know, Ricochet and Alistair Black, okay, they've been called up with no backstory and amidst loads of other call-ups and they don't feel as special. Okay, so what's your next step? At least make give them a story, something. But now they don't have a story, and they're a tag team. <laughs> I just—I didn't think you can face plant once you face planted. But they're finding <laughs> other layers of the earth to fall into. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they—I think they should play a. Oh right, because <laughs> the honky tonk man's going in the hall of fame. I was going to say, <laughs> it's not a hall of fame. Paul Orndorff told me, he said, I got filled in there first class, I had a nice meal, and I got me a plaque that I left in the hotel. It's not a Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that's uh, that's <laughs> legit comments from the Honky Tonk Man about it's the in Hall my of Fame. Review. It's yeah. in my review. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, he's been very outspoken about the company, totally, WWE, yeah. and it's fun to watch people <laughs> like that. Be hypocrites, yeah. Essentially, it was when uh, Billy Gunn did that shoot interview talking about Triple H. He's a no good mother effer, yeah. And like the pair of them just burying Triple H over and over again in the promo, and then just a few years later, it's like, hey, hey guys, hey, we're back in the company now. We're really good friends with you guys again. Yeah, people can change. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it's good that people change. Yeah, I just I have my suspicions whether that change took place and they just want money and. The ability to put that on their bookings. Well, this thing, Road Dog says in that exact same shoot interview, I only know how to do two things, wrestle and shoot people. And I can't really do the other one for a living. Nice. Uh, did you hear Wrestling Observer Radio? Because Dave Meltzer brought up a good thing about this. How Honky Tonk's gimmick, Honky's gimmick back in the day, was that he's the best intercontinental champion ever. Love the Honky Tonk gimmick. That was, that was a heat-seeking thing because he was not the best intercontinental champion ever. It's like The Miz going, well, I guess The Miz has changed now. But it's like, I don't know. I'm the most must-see WWE champion of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's false. It's a false statement to get heat from the crowd because the crowd love the previous champions of that belt. And But this video package was... Billing him as legit the one of the best intercontinental champions ever. It's him and Pat Patterson. Yeah, alone. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the IC Hall of Fame. And Meltzer was like, but that's that, that's not the story. <laughs> so At least we get funny. to hear his entrance music, which yeah, is, yeah. oh man, I got my long tire burns and my hair slipped back coming to your town in my pink Cadillac. Well, the next segment was a home run. Oh, this was, our truth is back. We found him. I genuinely thought he might lose the title here. Mm. But so our truth comes out. With Carmella, I guess the uh, the fabulous glow are no longer together. Um, that long tenure oh, tag yeah, team, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess they're just not. They went their separate ways in a backstage segment that we didn't see. And Truth says, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be like my hero, John Cena. That was good. That was a good line. Great line. And he's like, just like my hero, I'm going to bring back the open challenge. And then Carmella's like, and we're going to start that after this dance break. A seven-second dance break. It's always been a seven-second dance break. Has it? Yeah. 
What? It was five in my head. I thought, oh, we're getting two extra seconds. <laughs> but cool. Fair enough. I'm pretty sure it has been anyway. Well, then uh, Andrade... Oh, it's just Andrade now, isn't he? Walks out to answer, and then Rey Mysterio comes out to answer as well and pushes Andrade over, and they both get in the ring, and R-Truth's like, well, what would John Cena do here? <laughs> and, and Carmella says, well, fight both of them, surely. And Truth looks at both of them and goes, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. He goes, both of them? Damn, he's brave. Yeah. <laughs> Truth was so good. This was genuinely funny. Yeah. Uh, and everyone played their roles perfectly. But I guess Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura don't care about the US title anymore. Why would they? I guess. If you win it, it means you don't get booked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although they formed a tag team and couldn't get booked either. Mm, so yeah. they're trying. Maybe. trying yeah. you, you, get, you fall into a United States vortex, I guess. It takes a while to if, get the sting That's off. it. You've got to try and crawl out of that hole to get away from it. But this led to a very fun little three-way mm. match. They start off with an incredible spot where Ray goes to do the penguin slide and Andrade drop kicks him in midair coming through. And I was like, I'm already into this match. They get a ad break. They come back and they got Truth has got Andrade up in his shoulders and Ray does a top rope Hurricane Rana. And, all men, and I was like, crikey, this match is like in real time, 15 seconds old. Two crazy spots. So uh, this is a Ray and Andrade match yeah. that had truth there. Yeah. Which which I'm not, I'm like not saying that's a bad thing. It was really good because that meant that Andrade could go, oh, can you hold me for a second? Yeah. Well, hey, fun wrestling. And Ray can do the same. And in, in the meantime, you've got truth doing fun truth things. He's such a dynamic, visually engaging wrestler when he does his, like just the way he moves, his physicality, doing the splits and stuff. He's one of those wrestlers that if you took someone to a wrestling show who doesn't really know wrestling, they'll like truth. Yeah. They'll get into truth because he is genuinely fun to watch. And putting a guy who's fun to watch with these two extraordinary wrestlers who have such good chemistry together. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was really good. I, actually, I mean, I said this in the review, but it felt like this match was more of a backdrop because the Ray and Andrade feud was seemingly dropped. Mm. They just stopped talking about it for like three weeks. And everyone was like, oh, I guess they've all, they just moved on from that. And then this week they were like, oh, we, we were doing a feud. Nah, we need to do something to kickstart this though. Well, let's book this three-way and we'll use that essentially as just background so we can restart this feud again and build to a, a pay-per-view match. I don't think that's the only feud they're building, Luke. Our oh. truth did the five knuckle shuffle in in no. this. He kept he kept on talking about John Cena. What would John Cena do? Yeah, and he went to do the attitude adjustment. Did the you can't see me spot? Yeah. So you think I don't know WrestleMania issue the open challenge and John Cena answers it. Look, he's he's not got a match already. He can he doesn't have to do any build. I love and you this. do you do our truth being John Cena from last year. I love calling that. out Cena oh my God, week after week. Great. It'd be so funny. Yeah. And then everyone's like, you know, our truth does the call out of WrestleMania, and then out comes Cena. I think it would be a great moment. Yeah. And it's if he's not going to be around, and yeah, they, they didn't. Yeah, you can you can get round not promoting that match properly. I'm so much more into the idea of doing John Cena versus our truth than John Cena versus Lars Sullivan. Yeah, well, well, he's he's lurking. He's too busy lurking. And then maybe Cena wins the US belt and he has like a month run. Well, hey. Try and get that belt over, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe this will get the belt over. Or do you think if Cena wins the United States title, it might appear on TV more? Well, I, don't I mean, know. yeah. I don't know. We can hope. You don't want to say too much, do you? Uh, but yeah, I, I think 
That would be fun. That would be yeah. Fun. And Andrade attacks Ray after the match to kind of, as I said, kickstart this feud back into gear again. Tries to go for the hammerlock, but Ray reverses that, and then Andrade dodges the six one nine and bails. They have a ten stare down. Um, WWE announced they've got forty million subscribers on YouTube. Loads. Yeah, that's thirty nine million and a bit more than we have. But you know, we're close. If you round it up, it's forty million more than we have. <laughs> They have all the subscribers. Yeah, send some our way. It's been so greedy. PewDiePie must be thinking, oh, man. Who's he? It's getting a bit hot in here. <laughs> um, so Charlotte Flair was up next, and she came out. She called herself the gold standard. Yeah, I was going to say, call Shelton Benjamin, gimmick yeah. infringement. He's on the roster. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, he is. He's still yeah. in the roster, as he far was on, as we know. Remember when the new era, and they did those backstage promos, and it, <laughs> and it was the Iconics... Good Brothers and Shelton, none of them have been on TV. And Shelton Bunch even had an angle yeah. where he, he tore down the green screen set and stormed off. Well, whatever happened to Mojo in the mirror? Ah, he got sucked into it, <laughs> into the mirrorverse. Um, but Charlotte came out here. She said that Ronda and Becky fear her, uh, but Charlotte fears nothing. This, oh, sorry, I thought that this felt like time wasting. Mm. We've we've heard this promo from Charlotte again and again and again. The whole point of this promo, though, was that I'm going to Raw next week where Vince McMahon is going to crown me the new Raw yeah. Women's Champion. That's great. But the rest of it, though, I'm like, I've heard all of this from you in other promos. I, I agree. Uh, I thought Charlotte's performance of it was very good, though. Ace. Uh, she's really got her character down. Yep. But it's the content was just a bit repetitive. And it, it's just a bit baffling when you've got material so obviously staring in your face. The previous night, her dad was attacked by Batista. She clearly does not care. Which she didn't mention at all, right? No. She didn't bring that up once. Because she's and, a heel. Well, well, but this is how you play that. You have Charlotte come out and she's like, I'm the victim here. Stop talking about Becky. My dad was beaten up. Yeah. And then, But you, you, you do that in a way where it really talk like she just makes herself seem very obnoxious and spoilt. You know, yesterday was about was more about me than Rick, and you just play it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't. Do it was it's a, a standard Charlotte promo, but standard Charlotte promos when she's a heel are great oh, because so she's so good at them. Black and Ricochet, that classic tag team. That's Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev next. That other classic tag team. Uh, Corey said that Alistair Black fights for the misfits. Hmm. They don't get him. They, they, they do not know what his character Corey is. Corey gets him. Corey understands him perfectly. He's probably just dying inside. Like, why do I have to say this crap? Oh, because they go, just say it. Yeah. Say it, you idiot. It's say enough it. to drive anyone to affairs. <laughs> uh, and they... <laughs> I just think this is a total botch. Black and Ricochet being put together. Uh, I, it's, all the talent in this ring, actually, is ineffectively booked. Rusev, right? yeah. Nakamura, Black ricochet that what it's just it's it's infuriating which is a shame because this is this was a fine match it was pretty formulaic crowd went into it at yeah. all. crowd again crowd were just popping for ricochet doing his flip de doos because of course you're going to pop when he does his flip de doos because his flip de doos are cool de doos yeah but because you've not been given a reason to care about them you don't care about them actually wrestling no because this has not been a successful two weeks experiment thus far. Now, we really said last week that this week will, you know, they have to do a lot 
of work here, and they did nothing. Nope. They, they like nothing apart from making Black and Ricochet a tag team, which is a step backwards. Yeah. They've done nothing else to promote these guys or get or work to get them over. It's really unfortunate. At least they are making the Black Mass look awesome. Really protecting that yeah. as a finisher, which is a really, really good thing to do. Like that's smart. And you know, you get to do Ricochet to do his flip de doos and things like that. So that at least is good. I really enjoyed Black and Nakamura. Oh, man. I've written here, this match should feel so much more of a bigger mm, deal. Alistair mm. Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This should be like, that is yeah. pay-per-view level, main event worthy. And here they are in just this tag team match that goes three, four minutes. I was like, this should have felt like a much bigger deal, these two in the ring. That's like a takeover wet dream match. Right? That is. Absolutely it is. And the crowd couldn't have given a toss. Yeah, and they had a really cool opening sequence, which went about 30 seconds. But uh, it was like Nakamura went for a high kick and Black just dropped down into the into the cross-legged sit-down. Yeah, oh. And just really cool stuff. And it was Black who got the, the pin on Nakamura. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, it has not been good. Speaking of not good recently, AJ Styles has been lost in the shuffle and then some. Well, that's what Kayla kept telling you. She's been taking notes from Mean Charlie. Yeah. AJ, you're a bit rubbish. Tell me about it. AJ, you've, you've not had anything to do recently. How do you feel about that, you big sweaty loser? <laughs> you've, oh, not, well. you've not been booked because you smell and are disgusting. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, so yeah, AJ admitted he's he's in a bit of a career slump right now, which is so lame because you just did this storyline a month or two ago of Vince saying, I want the real AJ Styles. That hothead that's <laughs> we, we, that shows up all the time. Yeah, I just, uh, it's, AJ's got to be moving to Raw. There's nothing left for him to do on SmackDown. Um, and yeah, that, yeah they don't so, have yeah. anything for him. It's, it's well, almost they like, do. Randy well, Orton. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so at the end of this, AJ's like, this is the, still the house that AJ Styles built, but, you know, he's probably going to sell it on. He's, he's flipped it. That's a, that's good real estate. Oh, it is, yeah. And Randy Orton turns up from out of stage right and just said, the house AJ Styles. What? A sphincter says what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that was that's fine. I mean, fine. I... I really like AJ and Randy's in-ring work together. And I think they'll have a really, really fun match. It was blocked better. We didn't talk about this. Although you mentioned it, but I didn't notice it until we went back and watched it. The the heavy machinery ascension thing. If you watch that segment back, Otis essentially walks through a wall to get to where <laughs> it is because the corridor's not long enough or not wide enough rather, oh. for him to have come from that end. So he was literally just standing off camera and the way the camera moves, like someone said, it looks like it's a video game glitch and he's just clipped through the wall. Um, so at least it was staged better than that. And AJ versus Randy, it feels new. That feels different as a pay-per-view level feud. And I think that would be a, a good opener to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be a shame if that gets lost in the middle because that will drag otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so that's AJ. Then we got the Lacey Evans walk. Well, I mean, you've got to have time for that. You can't have time for Asuka, but you, you've got this. You've got to get that Lacey Evans spot in. Otherwise, she's not going to get over. And uh, while while she's doing the walk, hey, can't wait for that Usos thing up next. Did you hear this on commentary? No. Todd Phillips said, "Up next, we'll have the tag team champions, the Usos, joining us live." Oh, I do recall that now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, then. So maybe they'll be out. 
for the tag match because it's a tag match and they're scouting talent? I don't know. But none of those are teams. And then they do a Roman Reigns recap and they come back and it's the main event. And there's no Usos. Card no subject to change <laughs> yeah. in the preceding ad break. Yeah. Or more accurately, planned change. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but he was probably working off a, an old script. Perhaps he was. Yeah, yeah he probably Had was. a bad page in there. Um, so they announced this on social media, but it is going to be Asuka versus Mandy Rose at Fastlane for the title. Um, Great. Couldn't have done that on TV because only morons watch that show. Just keep an eye on their social media channels to get all the latest news. So that's happening at, at Fastlane. Woo! Well, yeah. uh, I, I felt like it sounded we were very down on this episode of SmackDown. But actually, it was an enjoyable two hours. There are just... Uh, I, the NXT call-ups are not working for me. I'm really starting to get frustrated with a SmackDown not knowing what to do with Asuka. They literally gave her the belt because they needed to take it off Becky. That's the only reason Asuka has the belt at the moment. So that aspect of it frustrates me. Also, not interested in McMahonomania. No need for McMahons to be involved in every storyline. And it only feels like they're just going to go across more storylines, which is even more unnecessary. But I did enjoy this. Mm. I thought that the, um, uh, the, the tag match, the, the first tag match that we got, uh, the Bar and the Hardys was pretty good. Loved that triple thread. Loved the main event tag match. Yeah, main and event was good. Alistair Black and Shinsuke Nakamura had some really fun spots. I, I enjoyed this show. I gave it a smacktastic. Really? I, I would... Uh, I'm probably going to get some heat for this. But if I was to raise my expectations to, 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 to how I judge other things I enjoy watching that aren't my job... This is a three out of five show. You're so negative, Ollie <laughs> Davis. You're, you hate SmackDown. You just hate it. Yeah. Why I, can't I you just, just cheer up. It, the, the, there was good stuff on here, but the, there's nothing underpinning it. The, the Kevin Owens stuff uh, is, is sort of weird. The McMahon stuff, all the same problems that you said. The Matt Hardy stuff, again, was just a step backwards. Lots of step backwards or either sideways. I don't feel like there was a step forward on here, really. Sometimes I feel like I just have to give SmackDown Smacktastic, otherwise I get tweet and I can't be bothered with that. It's wise. It's a good move. Yeah. So while we were recording, I believe there was a Nintendo Pokemon announcement. There was. And so I thought, like, hey, breaking news audio. Breaking like, news like, audio thoughts. going out much later than the news broke. But well, yeah, but it's like it's going to go out like an hour after yeah, it sure, was announced. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly breaking-ish. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on, on Sword and Shield? Sword and Shield. Yeah. Uh, very interested. I mean, it was sort of the graphical upgrade I think we were looking for. Uh, it looks like much more effort has been put into just set dressing. Like, hmm. there's a nice, like... The house that you live in is sort of got ivy growing up the walls and Ooh. stuff like that. A few more sweeping vistas from the looks of it. Basically, making use of the Switch hardware to make the game look a bit more modern gen. Because actually, since forever, in fact, Pokemon has been on handhelds and therefore always below the kind of processing power that modern consoles yeah, have. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. the Switch is no, isn't up there with the PlayStation 4, especially not the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X or XS or whatever the, the Project Scorpio, I mean, whatever that one was called. No one uh, bought them, so it's Yeah, fine. no one knows. <laughs> uh, but the Switch, you know, Switch is full HD, better than Wii U graphics. Mm. So it's so cool to see Pokemon kind of move into that era and what they're going to do with it. There's a few things from the game, like there's some cool things, like love the fact that it seems to be set in the UK. 
of mm. something like a UK, a riff on the UK kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's all very pastoral, but then the main town's got a big clock tower. What do you think that might be? <laughs> but it's that, you know, it, it seems to be the next new area might be sort of a, a UK kind of style thing. Cool. That's really cool. Not convinced by the starters. So the starters, you've got a flaming bunny called Score Bunny. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a sort of... I don't know. It looked, it looked like a sort of mud skipper thing, but you've already had mud kips, so there's already been a mud skipper. But it was a similar sort of fish type thing to that, but it goes invisible, and that was called Scobble. Okay. Scobble, which sounds like a Victorian disease. Uh, and then there was a... Oh, bad case of the Scobbles. Yeah, like a horrible case of the Scobbles. And then there was one too called... Too much gin. <laughs> he had too much gin. The got turpentine got to him and he had the Scobbles. For days on end <laughs> before his eyes fell out. <laughs> and then he sent out cholera to battle it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the final one was a plant monkey called Grookey. Uh, a plant monkey. A plant monkey. It was just called plant monkey. <laughs> they, just, uh, they just calling them as they see them now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the last sets, like two sets ago, a Pokemon was literally a set of keys. So <laughs> it wasn't called set of keys, obviously, but like Can't might, as well, might as well have been called. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's cool. My question is, though, are there three Pokemon that can be avatars for Roman, Seth, and Dean in Pokemon Shield? Oh, I is don't the, know. Is there maybe. a big dog Pokemon? Well, so the logos for Pokemon Sword and Shield, the hilt of the sword mm-hmm. at the very end, or, or the pommel, I guess. Is the pommel? The pommel of the sword and the top of the shield both feature wolf uh, iconography. Ooh. So big dogs. Big dogs big indeed, yes. Dogs. Big dogs. Oh, the hounds of justice. Yes. Cool. Okay, yeah. and when's that out? That is out later this year from the sounds of it. So probably, like, the, the normal slot for Pokemon games is November. So imagine it's going to have a worldwide release sometime in November. Yeah. But we don't know yet. They haven't said. Well, you're going to be playing Resident Evil up until that point anyway. I mean, you're yeah, getting... there's, like, three different ones launching. In yeah, May, zero, one, and four. Yeah. Oh, mate, four on the go. I know. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Can't wait. Absolutely crazy. So uh, let's have this quick email here from Gareth. This is his barbershop uh, window story. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and I can't even say it without dying a little inside. Anyways, I wanted to write in with my barbershop story. Until recently, I had rocked the same hairstyle for basically my entire life, and I was in a rush to get a haircut the morning before an important event. I believe it was a wedding. I couldn't get to my regular barber, so I went to the one round the corner from my house. I walked in, waited 30 minutes because the woman would not stop yapping to her clients. Eventually, I was able to say three on top two back and sides and cut the fringe in short and tidy please she proceeded to make unbearable small talk with me cutting the back and sides first before attach attaching the grade three and running it straight through my fringe and over my head i looked up my eyes widened and there was about five seconds of awkward silence before she said i thought you said no fringe i remember staring a hole through her before saying well, you'd better finish it now. There was no tip given, and looking back, I can't believe I paid full price at all. They got a very poor review online, and it's safe to say that I will be never going there again. I also wanted to briefly touch upon my previous email in the great clothing debate, the Civil Wardrobe, as it's been renamed, uh, where I wrote jokingly that Luke liked cardigans or flannel shirts and calling in the inspiration behind the new Daniel Bryan. Luke, you read this as Daniel Bryan inspired you and got a bit salty. I tried to put you over, bro. Regardless, keep up the stellar work as always. I will put my get better get better in another email. It's from Gareth in Plymouth. 
Well, that's, well, that would mate. be a harrowing experience. No, thank you. Absolutely no, thank you. Admittedly, uh, though, like the uh, getting a hair, changing your hairstyle for however many years. I have the reverse of that. I didn't have the same hairstyle for a very long time. I kept changing it over and over again. And now I've got the same hairstyle probably for the rest of my life. So, yeah, you know, that's it now. Swings and roundabouts. Absolutely. Uh, this one comes in from Chris. This is uh, just a uh, follow-up to the Raw podcast itself. Dear Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the Funky Bunch, given the Partridge discussion in this week's Raw podcast, I was curious to hear if you caught the irony of Luke going full Partridge in the outro part of the show following his negative email. I have every sympathy with you receiving critical feedback and putting you in a bad mood. But unfortunately, you started ranting about it, posh upper middle class supermarket, not having prawn crackers for lunch and substituting with Thai crackers that made you angry because it's a different flavor. Of a combination, it's not going to be as nice, and I've spent £1.30 on them. I was going to say that if you take that scenario and put it in the line of Steve King's mouth, you've got an all-time classic Partridge moment, but to be honest, Luke's deliveries were so serious and committed it's a diversive bitterness, it works on its own. Ollie may as well be changing his name to Lynn while we're at it. Love you lots, Chris. Now, it was the point. I was trying to <laughs> sound... I was trying to like tie as many awful things that had happened into my days of this email that where there was really no bad things had happened, <laughs> and that was the most ridiculous one I could think of. Um, worse still, actually, this is... Uh, make this announcement here on the podcast i um i double booked myself um uh, for march 22nd what because it's close to my wife's birthday mm -hmm. and we were going to go out for dinner right. um to a curry house the cinnamon kitchen um which is um, nearly michelin starred i believe or is it's at least as close to michelin star it's as got a michelin shine yes exactly yeah, yeah. michelin go it's up got, to it and be like oh, maybe next year it's got a glimmer of michelin absolutely it, yeah. yeah uh it feels like it, it is. <laughs> and um so we were going to go there with her with my sister-in-law and her boyfriend mm -hmm. and we we're going to have like a nice little foursome meal to celebrate her birthday However, I double booked myself uh -oh. because I'm going to be doing a special introduction for Street Fighter the movie at the Prince Charles Cinema on March 22nd, 2019 at 9pm. That's so, a good date night. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so she might be going to that instead. Yeah. I said, well, let's do it on a Saturday. We'll make a whole day of it. It'll yeah. be lovely. So, yeah. so come Bring your wife. Luke will have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Street Fighter is being shown at the Prince Charles March 22nd. Uh, I'm going to be doing an intro for the movie and selling copies of my book where there's going to be limited stock because I don't have many copies of it left. And I'm not buying another hundred. Just from... write it again, Luke. Uh, well, I could. Yeah, but then I need to get it printed again. Nah, just print it on normal paper. Yeah, I'll just get PDF Draw the copies yourself. of it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> PDFs. Uh, so if you do fancy coming down to that tickets are available through the Prince Charles website it'd be lovely to see as many of you down there to say hello and also watch Street Fire up on the big screen it's a right. wonderful movie completely accurate to, so accurate. <laughs> to the game oh, series it's based on it's basically like, like all video game yeah. movies oh yeah it's so close to the source material you can picture the, uh, the health bars above oh yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme's <laughs> head really and Kylie so. all the time. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah, it's perfect. It's so perfect. So yeah, so you come down for that, um, particularly because I double-booked myself and I don't think my wife's pretty happy about it. Anyway, that is all we've got time for for this episode of the podcast. Laurie and I will actually be back tomorrow again for more chitter-chattle like this, uh, but only about NXT, mm. where storylines matter and characters make sense. Uh, we'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.